I have had that, if it's not broke, don't fix it mindset as well. And there are some things like, okay, it's not broke, but don't fix it. But are you, are you still willing to listen to the idea? Can you still listen to it? Can you ask the question, okay, how can this save us more time, energy? Can it possibly attract more people or whatever the end goal is? Are you still willing to listen to that? Because although it might not be broke, right? It might not need any fixing. This new thing might be extremely beneficial. So why not embrace it? What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And yes, I know I haven't gone, but a conversation I had yesterday triggered me to come and have this conversation with you all about change and transition and the change of transition that I am navigating that also impacts this podcast. So I want you to walk on this journey with me as I talk about the importance of change and transitions in leadership, because there are some leaders out there that won't embrace change, that aren't about that innovation life. And because of it, businesses have shut down, teams have had a lot of breakdowns, retention has become an issue. But the reality is, is change needs to be embraced because the degree to which you are willing to change is the degree to which you will grow. So grab your notepad and note-taking materials and let's get into today's message. I am so happy that you have tuned into this podcast because you're getting the tools and the strategies to help transform yourself, your organization, your institution, or to prepare you for leadership. But let's take it a bit further. As an organizational learning, development, and leadership consultant, I help train and develop leaders to improve their performance, resiliency, and diverse, with a capital D, talent management. So what are you waiting for? Set up a consultation with me now so we can talk about what you can do to create that long-term development plan to really ensure that your company, your organization, or even as you prepare for leadership is on target. If you go to my website, AishaThomas.org, go to the area where you can schedule a consultation and meet with me. And we will get you started on the path of being that transformational, trend-setting leader. I want to read two quotes. Well, actually a couple of them that stand out to me that really captures the topic of conversations, which I want to title Transitions and Change. Because there's a reason behind me pausing recording for some time, because I am in a season of transition. One of them says the degree to which you're willing to change is the degree to which you'll grow. Another says you can either react to change, embrace change, or create change. Albert Einstein, excuse me, says the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Charles Darwin said it is not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change. And this other quote says some people don't like change, but you need to embrace change if it is an alternative to disaster. Or excuse me, it says some people don't like change, but you need to embrace change if the alternative is disaster. 
So I am in a state of transition. Of course, we're towards the end of the year. November, December, New Year's coming up. And as I was thinking a few weeks ago of where I was going, like I mentioned before, my nephew passed away and that was a jolting experience that allowed me to really reflect on my life, where I was headed, what I was doing. There have, I don't just talk about leadership development or personal development, I live it. So I'm always in spaces where I am practicing practicing self-awareness, developing myself, discovering new things about me, uncovering new things about me. And one of the things that I recognize is that where this podcast started is not where it is today. So there was going to be some transitions that were going to happen, which caused the pause of me recording because I was like, you know what, 2022, I'm just going to come back brand new, new vision, new focus. However, as my faithful audience members, who I hope is still here, and if I have lost some people, I understand because I ghosted y'all and that's not fair. I'm a big person that is all about closure and y'all didn't get that, right? I mean, imagine those one hit wonders or those favorite places that you shopped at that you're like, what happened to that place? And you're just wondering, what is the story behind that? I don't want to be that person. So I take full responsibility for that and I apologize, okay? So I am going to make sure that I am committing, committing to what I said I was going to do and continue to serve you all with these tips and strategies, even if in my mind, I wanted to pause and come back fresh and new because I think that's important, period, right? (laughs) So I really wanted to focus on this episode to talk about these changes because as leaders, we need to embrace change. And these quotes really talk about and really connect to the power that change holds and how transitions are so important. I mean, think about it. Think about these conversations we had about companies, businesses who did not embrace change or were open to innovation that, of course, COVID shook the world. It still is. And There are opportunities possibly for some businesses to make some shifts and apply new things and they weren't willing to do it because, again, that embracing of change wasn't something that some individuals weren't willing to do, that leader wasn't willing to do. The degree to which you're willing to change is a degree to which you'll grow. Growing business, growing mindset, growing personnel, but growth follows change. I mean, just think about where you were five years, five years ago, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, even if you think about as a leader to where you are now, just imagine the lessons you have learned and the things you have applied. But what if you didn't apply those things and you remained the same? Would your level of a success be where it is? Or can you hold yourself accountable and say, you know what? I haven't embraced change like I should have. And because of that, this is what has come from my 
me not embracing that change. Change is a beautiful thing and it, it can be uncomfortable. So as we pull from um, this great um, blog that I found, it talks about organizational change. It says organizational change is the most effective, is most effective when paired with strong leadership. It's imperative that leaders prepare and respond to change in order for the organization and its employees to thrive. You should welcome change because what? It, it gives you opportunities to innovate, learn new things, apply new things, bring in new personnel, how we do business, how we do leadership, how we manage our different departments, organizations, businesses, how we even manage leadership in the home is different. And that's okay. We're learning about things that we didn't know before. We have access to things that we didn't have access to before. And by embedding those, now it's benefiting us in so many different ways. It aids in transformation and it ignites growth. Growth is beneficial. Growth is so beneficial. But for those out there who don't want to embrace change, I want you to ask why. I have had that if it's not broke, don't fix it mindset as well. And there are some things like, okay, it's not broke, but don't fix it. But are you, are you still willing to listen to the idea? Can you still listen to it? Can you ask the question, okay, how can this save us more time, energy? Can it possibly attract more people or whatever the end goal is? Are you still willing to listen to that? Because although it might not be broke, right? It might not need any fixing. This new thing might be extremely beneficial. So why not embrace it? Why is there a level of uncomfortability when you hear change? Where does that come from? And that's why I really push leadership development because a lot of us get uncomfortable when we hear change for a multitude of things that we need to explore and find out why that is, because it might be deeply rooted to something else that you need to unpack. That might also might be trickling into how you manage and lead within an organization or in your business or even in the household. So one of the first things you want to consider when you are thinking about change is preparation. And this blog was written by Shane Wall. It says preparation, you have to prepare for the journey. It says meaningful leadership before, during, and after change is key to success. In order for people to follow you during a time of change, you need, cons you need to be consistent and effective. When you foresee a change, initiate and control it, prepare for the transition by building resources and relationships while maintaining a healthy organization. So there is a preparation or there is preparation that's required in order for you to go on the journey. So I did a um, YouTube series. Well, it started off with a Facebook series on the stages of team development. And what birthed that is the, there were workshops that I was doing for UIW, University of Wisconsin-Madison. And in the workshops, I really pay attention to the work, the breakout sessions that are happening, because in those you really hear and you get the pulse of what leaders are navigating in that time. And I kept hearing about how, again, uncomfortable it was 
or how a lot of these leaders were navigating team development after COVID and learning a new way to connect with their team members after COVID. And these were individuals who might have known their team members for some time, but recognized that they recognized that um, during this transition time, or maybe they were working virtually, that when they got back in the office, it seemed like there was a disconnect. So they had to kind of relearn how to those, they had to relearn how to do those interpersonal relationships again, because they got familiarized or they got used to doing team connection and interaction virtually. So they had to get used to being back in that office setting again. So I really wanted to focus on leaders and teams going through the stages of team development again, on the stages of team development and those key areas that they should focus on as they go through those stages and identifying what stage they, they're on and what areas they should focus on when they're in that stage. So A, what stage are we on right now? And then, okay, I've identified the stage we're on and now these are the areas I need to focus on during the stage so we can transition out of this stage effectively. Because as I mentioned, that no, yes, a team can be high performing and they can hit a storming season like within a day, within 24 hours. You can be successful one day and within 24 hours, something can happen that totally shifts the ebbs and flows of your organization. Situations like 9-11, just tragic, but it shaked up the world, COVID. So being prepared for that is important. So when leaders are getting these tools, I tell them this is like preparing for these situations that happen. We have all faced those ups and downs in organizations and businesses within these companies. So preparing for the journey is extremely important. So as you are considering or thinking about, you know what, maybe I'm not in a transition phase, but I know it's something that's going to happen. What are you doing to prepare yourself? Are you tracking the current trends in your industry? Are you paying attention to the different policy changes, even looking at what your competition is doing? Because they might be able to let you know what's upcoming. And then are you even connecting to those within your company and asking them, because they might have some insight and input that might be really beneficial in your preparation phase. Having those meetings, coming up with a plan, coming up with effective decisions and planning out what you will execute on and focus on in 2022, next month, November, December, January, February, March, and so on, each quarter. But preparation is necessary and doing it ahead of time. And then having a plan B, plan C. So having both sides, I was into a podcast and he was saying, listen, we plan for, you know, the worst and we also plan for the best. So we have plans on either side 
in case things do get wonky or get great. So what are you doing to prepare on the journey? Do you have your storm kit? Or do you have your success kit ready? If you were to, what they say, blow up today, if your business was, you got that client of your dreams today, are you prepared? If they're like, oh my goodness, I love your product. I want to put it in every, every whatever, every store in the United States. Do you have what you need to be able to execute that? So you want to think about that. Or again, on the other side of that, if something was to happen, do you have the resources, the tools or the information to say, oh, okay, we might get hit, we might get hit with something where we might lose a couple team members. Do we have some other alternatives to sell these products or do we have other alternatives to get this to our customers? Preparation is important and we should all, all know that, but there are some leaders out there that do struggle with preparation. So connect with those team members who are effective in preparation because you do have some talented individuals in that organization that are good at preparing. And if you are a solopreneur, prepare, get a coach, hire people on the outside that will help you in this process as well. The next area says lead with confidence. It says employees look at leaders for a number of things during a, a period of change. They expect timely communication, sensible planning, and effective decision-making. Most importantly, employees need leaders who are supportive, committed to their employees' success, and able to make tough decisions. Good leaders make decisions after carefully weighing the data at hand. They also recognize that seeking opinions and asking questions is evidence of confidence and strength, not weakness. I had this conversation with someone earlier about this specifically. And the reality is, as leaders, we're not always in that confidence space. We have moments where we have imposter syndrome and things that make us think that we're, we're not good enough. Maybe we don't belong here. However, that's why we have team members. That's why we have a lot of resources around us. And if you don't, tap into those resources because it can really take away a lot of those stressors that you have. Are you seeking out opinions, asking questions? Are you tapping into all the resources? Are you that leader that always says no to help? but you know you need help. It's okay to say yes. That doesn't make you less of a leader. That makes you more effective. Most leaders out there that get to the top of the, you know, if you want to call it the food chain or the top of their industries, they know how to utilize the talents of those around them. It should get, it should get easier as you move to the top. I mean, yes, you know, there are still a lot of things that weigh, you know, on your shoulders, but you have a lot more talented people around you that you can place in different spaces that can lead in the different areas that you have launched that you can start to utilize. So making sure you're utilizing those resources, that preparation phase I just talked about is extremely important. So when you're preparing, are you thinking about the human resources, the resources that you have, who you can tap into, who you can connect to, and also when you are making your decisions, are you considering the people, the process that it'll take for you to get there, and then also the big picture impact? 
You always want to think about those three things before you say yes or take action. How does it impact the people? The people within your organization, within your company that work there, your customers, so the external customers, as well as, again, the process, what you need to execute on that, as well as the big picture impact. How is it going to affect the company five years from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, even six months from now? And by tapping into that, it'll really allow you to confidently lead because it can be stressful when you are taking on too much and not utilizing what you have around you. It might not be time to expand leaders. It might just be time to just focus in on what you have in front of you. And lastly, share the vision. Inspiring and empowering people to accept change and believe in a shared vision are essential when responding to change. Start any discussion about change by providing a clear picture of the future, specifying the shared goal and motivating them to excuse me to dive in headfirst. This puts everyone's sight on the same goal and compels everyone to work together to achieve it. Share the vision, but share the vision cautiously because not everybody's going to buy into your vision. And it connects to that lead with confidence part because some of us share our vision with people who don't get it, who don't understand it. I am grateful for the group of gentlemen of Speak Fire who shared in this vision that I had, who all had a level of, we all had a level of alignment of what we wanted to do. We wanted to impact the masses. We had a message we wanted to share. We wanted to connect with the masses and do some amazing things in our variety of communities. And I could share that vision with them because of that alignment. But if there's a lack of alignment with someone or with a group, why share, their, why share the vision there? They might not understand it. We hear this all the time, like-minded individuals. We need to connect with like-minded individuals, but that is really true. So you want to share your vision strategically with individuals who will understand it. Share a vision with those that are already on the vision roadmap with you. This is what I'm thinking about doing for 2022. These are the names, even for myself, as I'm coming up with this new podcast name, I've already sent it out to a couple friends that I know understand what I'm trying to do. What do you think about this? I send it in, you know, I wrote it out, send it to them, and I also vocalize it so they can hear how it sounded, how it sounds, excuse me. <laughs> I said a word on my live the other day and I totally butchered it. I can't think of what it is. And I was like, and I later on listened to it and I was like, how can I say that word? <laughs> when I heard it over, I was like, I think it was architect, architect. But for some reason, when I said it on the live, I totally forgot what is this word? I think I said architect. It's architect, Aisha. Oh my goodness, a mess. So anybody that says that, I mean, um, saw that, I know how to say architect, but anyway. <laughs> But, you know, you share your vision, your ideas with a group of individuals who get it, who will say, you know what, this sounds better because of this. So they'll give you an insight, 
they'll give their input. You want to talk to the people who worked in the different departments and ask them, okay, what do you think about this? How will this pivot affect you? If I say I'm going to change my podcast name, someone might say, you know what? If you change your podcast name, you're going to have to go into YouTube. Say I had, you know, something on YouTube that had my podcast name or something else and change every single one. Oh, you do realize that, you know, this is going to change this. Now you have to go to all these other podcast platforms or all these other places that you have to share your RSS feed with or places that also, um, you know, have your podcast on there and change it there as well, because you're going to also have to change this and change that. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because when you change the title of something and people maybe have known you for that, they may be looking for internal fire and now they're looking for something completely different. How is that going to affect that? Should you just keep it? So now people are asking you questions maybe you didn't think about. Or they might be like, no, this is a good thing. I'm glad you changed it because now it's in alignment with what you do. They might recommend, oh, do it on this day versus this day. Launch on this day versus doing this day. Do it visually versus just doing um, the audio format. So... This is why it's so important to share the vision. Not only it inspires others, empowers others, it also allows people, allows you to possibly get feedback, input, insight that will allow you to make effective decisions as you make this transition. Remember what I said, the degree to which you are willing to change is the degree to which you'll grow. The measure of intelligence is the ability to change. It is not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but those who can best manage change. And some people don't like change, but you need to embrace change if it is, right? If it's, all, if it's the best alternative versus disaster, There's good in change. There's benefits in change. Embrace change. So as I make this transition, I hope you go along on this journey with me. And what I plan on doing is just providing you the, excuse me, providing you (laughs) more tools and resources and information as I make this transition and launch this new idea and this plan and this way ahead as we enter into another new year. But again, I want you to ask yourself, where are you currently? Have you been stagnant for too long and why? What have you lost because of stagnation? But what will you gain because of change? So I appreciate you appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you share this with anybody who you think will benefit from this information. As always, like I said, individuals don't typically quit the organization. They typically quit, they typically quit the leader, and that's why you need leadership development. 
So continue to be on this journey with me as I come back next week with another message. Yes, I am accountable (laughs) and I will honor my commitment to you. But again, what have you lost due to stagnation? But what will you gain by embracing change? You all have an amazing week. And I'll see you next time. Bye.